Hello, everybody. Good Welcome morning. Up. What? Good morning, everybody. It's not the morning. Well, I'm you're right. Morning. It's the Meet Evo podcast. Yeah, I don't know when you're listening to this. You could be listening to this at any hour of the day. So, congratulations. It might be morning near you. But for well, us, it's not running recording. I know that. But for us, hey, it may be morning. Yes. But for us, it's and the if we is morning. And welcome, as I was going to say, to the Media Book Podcast. <laughs> you stepped all over my intro again this week. You trying to You're do that? You're not welcome. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Media Book Podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. This is episode 245, we think. Um, this is a podcast, in case you are not aware about movies, television, video games, music, not necessarily in that order. Uh, Though this week, we're going to do another reverse, reverse show because video game stuff happened today. So we'll talk about that in a moment. For now, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Because this is a reverse show, I get to go first this time. It's true. It's true. So we start the show today with music. No, with video games. We start the show with video games. With video games. Yeah, because we talk about music, video games, TV, and movies. Not necessarily in that order. In that order, for sure. For real this, this week, because it's not in that order at all. Oh, yeah, um, it isn't. So, Anyways, yeah. Uh, we're starting with video games because Sony, literally hours ago, yes. um, just ended their press conference for the PS5, which we'll get into real briefly right after we talk about the upcoming video games this week. Yeah, so what are the new video games that I can play if I want this week? Well, if you want to play, we have Welcome to Elk for the Xbox and PC. Crisis Remastered for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yes, the Switch version came out a couple months ago. This is everything else. Uh, 13 Sentinels, colon, Aegis Rim for the PlayStation. Yep. Halo 3. ODST for the PC. Yep, first ever uh, release for the PC for that game. Yep. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Yep, came out on PC early this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE 2K's Battlegrounds for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Yeah, that's the arcade wrestling thing. It looks bad. It definitely, it looks cartoony beyond cartoony. Yep. Looney Tunes-esque wrestling. Going for something very specific there. And lastly, for a very limited time only, Super Mario 3D All-Stars for the Switch. Yes, I have pre-ordered this. So I will have um, some stuff to say about it next week. I look forward to playing some Mario. Is it in the mail? Huh? Is it in the mail? No, I got digital pre-order. Okay. I I don't need to resell it. You know, some people are talking about like, oh, I'm going to get the retail version because I'm going to flip it once everybody sells out of it. I'm like, no, I just want to play the game. I don't care about the like making money off of it. I don't know. I might look into getting the game physical this weekend, if Why? available. Why not digital? Because I want to keep the space on the Switch. For something else? Ah, you're worried about space. Yes. Well, Mario, the Nintendo games are not usually that big. So I'm not worried. 
No, but when you fill it up with a bunch of couch co-op games like Overcooked, Overcooked yeah. 2, and upcoming Kingdom Hearts games, that could be even bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to eventually get a SD card for that thing. I still don't have one. Really? Yeah. It's like the first thing I got when I got it. Yeah, I haven't gotten one yet. So I'll get around to it eventually. I'll expand that memory. I haven't needed it yet. So we'll right. see. Hey, maybe I will get a digital then. I don't need the memory for it yet. Maybe. We'll see. Take a look into it. Anywho, let's talk about the Switch because Nintendo has their um, third party games tomorrow. Yeah, it's old hat. I want to talk about something brand new. Brand new? Like, as in new generation? Perhaps. Well, you're in luck, because I have with me a Xbox Series X and S all ready for you, bundled and priced and everything. We talk, but we talked about that last week. Isn't there anything else that's new this week? Oh, you want new new then? Yeah, like brand new, like hours ago. You want new new news then? Yeah, like... And I'm not talking about brand new Apple Watch or iPad. That was yesterday's news. Okay, that's where I was going with next then. Today. Yes. In other non-gaming but semi-gaming news, Apple iOS 14 yeah. is coming out. Yeah. I However, if it's you want to... Be, it's supposed to be available today and I haven't gotten the download yet, so it's probably coming later tonight. All right. So at some point today then. Anyways, if you want a console solely for playing video games and or streaming media and playing Blu-rays and 4Ks, do I have a console for you? Okay. It is the PS5, the PlayStation 5, the fifth generation of the PlayStation, Sony's fifth try at trying to get you to buy a gaming console (laughs) for the home. So yeah, some brief little back uh, uh, back story here is that Sony still hadn't, up until today, released a price or release date for this thing. They teased some games a couple months ago, kind of underwhelming for some people. We've all been waiting for the other shoe to drop, for them to give us the basic info about when we can when we can buy this thing, what we'll spend on it, and some more, maybe some launch games. They'll get us more interested in buying one of these things. Well, they did some of these things and they didn't do other of these things. <laughs> well, what they did do was they had an event today Yes. Which we didn't live stream, but we talked about live as it happened to each yeah. other. Yeah. Because. Because I was working. News. Yeah. I didn't want to say that, but yes, because news. <laughs> yes. Also because we work during the weekdays. Surprise. Surprise. Patreon right there. Yeah. You'd like right. to fund us live streaming things. Yeah, to make money somehow. Anyway. Anyways, uh, during the PlayStation event. They finally give a, gave us some price numbers uh, for the PS5, including the PS5 disc version at $499. Or you can get the digital only version for $399. So... How does this compare to the Xbox? So yeah, here's my take on the prices. I'm actually shocked. I was, if I was a betting man, which... Which you are, and is a terrible problem. (laughs) But if I was, uh, I would have lost some money today because I would have bet on $5.99. Sony's been talking up and down about how this was going to be a very traditional, very expensive kind of generation for them. 
and it everything sounded like it, they were going to do the five ninety nine six hundred US dollars thing all over again. It was going to be like two thousand six. Um, it seemed like that was going to happen up until pretty much they revealed it today. Um, so yeah, I was shocked at four ninety nine. Um, this puts them exactly parity with the Xbox Series X. But the interesting thing that they're doing here is that the difference between the discless version and the one with the drive is only $100. That puts the digital-only PS5 at $399, lower than a Series X. So if Sony's to be believed here, this thing is just as powerful, if not more possibly, than Microsoft's Series X. If that is true, you know, let the digital foundries of the world do that, you know, figuring out whence these boxes come out uh, to find out if that is actually true. But assuming that's true, then you can get, as long as you don't need the disk drive, the PlayStation's a better deal by $100. I never saw that coming. Yes, for the diskless drive, for the um, digital version. Which pretty much, it really only puts you out of two things. One, you can't buy retail games and resell them. But then again, GameStops are disappearing as we speak. So who knows if that's even going to be a market. Mm -hmm. And then two is that if you have a collection of 4K Blu-rays or Blu-rays at all, or if you want to do some um, backwards compatible, potentially backwards compatible games, which they haven't really, you know, really delineated which ones will be, but they say that a lot of PS4 games will work. We'll get to the weird download collection thing they're doing in a moment. Um, But before, before all that, if you're, just, if you're somebody who likes wants to know that you have your physical disc, then yeah, that's the only other reason why you'd want the disc drive. Other than that, if you have a reliable internet connection you're already, and you're already downloading things digitally most of the time, like I am in both of those cases, then you don't really need the drive. Right, but I did see immediately online that a lot of people will probably get confused between, or rather a lot of parents will get confused between getting the disc version or the digital version because they'll see, oh, it's $100 less. I can pick this up with two games. Yeah, yeah. And that's not going to work. It's up to, the ca- it's up to that cashier or that sales representative to be like, hey, just letting you know, this one doesn't have the disc drive. You can't play this game that you have in your hand with that system. You can instead have a card ready and be like, here's the download card that you can plug in to download this copy of Ratchet and Clank. You know, there's, there's things that you have to train, I guess, your sales rep to do. Right, and you better train yeah. your 17-year-old to explain it to a 45-year-old yeah. mother who's buying a first-ever video game console for their child. Yeah, I think the more likely version of your story is going to be the, the uncle... Uh, that here's, oh, they just got a PlayStation 5, I'm going to get them a game, not knowing which one they got, gets them a retail game, and then they have this useless disc. Right. No, I definitely see that happening because I've had that almost scenario with getting a Switch for Christmas and then immediately going to someone else's house and, oh, I was informed you were getting this for Christmas, therefore I bought you these games. Yeah. Oh, you got the digital version? Well, these games won't work and I didn't bring a receipt. So yeah. good luck. So I guess re-gift those. Right. <laughs> Just the solution. Yeah, there. Gift it to someone who has a right. CD drive. Yeah. It's 
It's complicated, but I don't think it's any more complicated than Nintendo has it with the Switch. I mean, that's a whole other conversation when you get into, oh, this game can't work with the light at all. Oh, whoops. Like, mm-hmm. you get somebody Wii Fitted, uh, Wii Fit, uh, uh, Ring Fit Adventure, Adventure, and they can't play it at all with their, with their Switch. It's, right, because they got the Switch Lite, which doesn't have uh, the detachable controllers. Yeah, we're at a spot right now where every single console in this upcoming generation is going to have a problem like this. It's mm-hmm. going to have a problem where you have to know which one of these things you want going into the store or else you're going to be sold the wrong one. Because the Series S also doesn't have a disk drive. Right. It's a whole it's just chaos this this time. They are making it very enticing to buy the all digital version because they get the money directly. They cut out the middlemen. Yeah. Or they I become mean, said middlemen with a storefront. In both cases, yeah, like I said, if you have a a reliable internet connection, that's key because mm-hmm. downloads are getting bigger and bigger, especially with Call of Duty's the world. Right. You have a hundred twenty gig game yeah. coming in yeah and two if you don't have physical media and you're already buying stuff digitally as it is yeah it's kind of a no-brainer especially with the difference in price um but as for whether they're enticing people to buy this box let's talk about the rest of the show uh well okay <laughs> real quickly hot stance where do you stand disc or no disc so well, I'll tell you, I was going to save this until later, but I'll tell you right now. All right, now, I'll save it until later. Yeah. Where I'll keep everyone picking it because I have a definite opinion on it, too. Yeah, because, well, okay, here. Let's pretend, to answer your question directly, let's pretend I didn't just buy a, a gaming PC. You did, but what now? Exactly. So let's pretend I'm going into this still planning on buying one of these boxes. Right, you clearly have the money to buy one of these boxes day yeah. one. I could have. In fact, I bought three of these things, technically. Yes. That's one of these PCs cost three of these boxes, turns right. out. Um, <laughs> which is terrifying when I say it out loud. But I already I paid it off. people in the back. I already paid I it off. That, that's paid for. I'm done. So anyway. Um, but yeah, let's pretend I didn't just make that investment and I was still interested in buying this. I would 100% go discless. The only reason why I'm saying that is because I also, earlier this year, uh, bought a, pre- a refurbished Xbox uh, One X with that. It has a disk drive on it. So that thing can play 4K Blu-rays. It also streams, like, so done. I buy all my games digitally now. Games, I don't buy a retail game I haven't bought a retail game since, oh, I bought Pokemon Sword and Shield in the tool retail two-pack because I bought it for a friend of the show, Christy. Right. That one was the exception. Other than that, I don't think I've bought a physical game since I pre- pre-or, no? I don't remember. I literally do not remember the last time I bought a physical game. I could tell you when I last bought a physical game. Last week? It's literally sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> As I pan out of camera. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. You know why yeah. I bought the physical version? Because it was a gift. Right. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because you get that instant satisfaction of seeing someone open it and seeing someone excited instead of, oh, here's a download code. All right, let's pretend this is a download code. 
here's a download code for you to go play football game. I don't get to see like, oh, okay, cool. You don't get to see that immediate reaction, that response, yes. that, oh, I'm checking, looking at the box, that immediate surprise. Yeah. And while, yes, that is momentarily, you get the physical thing that doesn't change. It's all right there, not some digital content that may or may not change as time goes on. It may not may be available as a download eventually. Yeah, it's going to be very, very dependent on the individual and who you're buying it for if you're buying the system for as like for a child or for somebody who doesn't play a lot of video games. Right. Every person is going to have a different thing. So yeah, me personally though, like, yeah, I'm at the point where just digital all the way. I have a device that can play 4K discs if I need to play a 4K disc. I don't have a lot of backwards compatible like eligible discs hanging around for my PlayStation because I bought most of my PS4 games digitally too. So I'm at the point where like, yeah, for me, I don't really need the disc drive, but there are going to be people out there that absolutely do. Right. No, I understand that going digital means you get to play it day one, midnight, 9 PM release, whenever you said it, it's very convenient. Yes. I I agree with that. (laughs) And the thing with the disk drive, though, and this what's going to be appealing to a lot of people, though, that $100 does guarantee you to have flexibility because that doesn't preclude you from buying digital ones. You can buy digital games and physical games. Yep. You know, you can mix it up. So that's going to give people freedom, and people want freedom of choice. It also gives you that 4K Blu-ray drive that people yeah. are going towards. But, man, a $100 difference is way more than I thought there was going to be. I thought 50 at most. Most people thought 50, yeah, The yes. fact that they did the $100 jump is really a push to get those digitals out the door. And I think it will probably work for a lot of people. But anyways, we need to talk about the rest of the show because there's a lot. Yes, that- anyways, if you, too, would like to buy a PS5 yes. at $499 with disc or $399 digital edition, you can do it fairly soon as pre-orders will happen and it will arrive on November 12th, its release date. Yes. So that is days away from the Series S and Series X launch. Like as in one and two days because I yes. think they're launching on the 10th. Yes, two days. Uh, so it's going to be a very expensive weekend for a lot of people. I mean, that's between a Tuesday and Thursday. We're like smack dab in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's going to be kind of intense. That week's going to be fun to watch. Yep, put your 10 up. It's but what intense. games are, are going to be available for this thing? Did they announce anything new? Games? Games. New? You know, if you're going to pick a game, might as well be a final game. Might as well be a oh. final fantasy game because the sequel to final fantasy 15 (laughs) is no longer the final game in that series as final fantasy 16 was announced for the ps5 yeah and pc PC. yes console exclusive big bold letters for console exclusive yes console exclusive to the ps5 I got, when I saw that console exclusive on PlayStation thing, I flashed back to when was Final Fantasy thirteen uh, re- uh, announced at an E3 Sony press conference as being a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Yes. That would have been what, 2000? 
14, 12? Earlier than that, right? Well, it was 10, right? Three. Um, okay, well, I take a Oh, look. wait, announcement. You're talking about the announcement. Announced. Okay, yeah, announcement would probably have been eight then, seven? I'm going to find out. Uh, yeah, 2006, 2007. One of the two, because uh, it came out in 09, it says. Right. So, yeah. Um, anyway, it's kind of crazy, uh, considering, like, that, that whole thing made me immediately flash back and be like, oh, yeah, that wasn't exclusive for that long, was it? Nope. And I remember the big implosion all, like, the Final Fantasy fans had when they finally did announce it was coming to the 360. And, like... I have a feeling that that might happen again here. So I'm not going to put any like definites on it being exclusive to the PlayStation 5. That being said, it looked okay. It looked like a Final, it looked like a final Fantasy game. It uh, looked like they went more fantasy in the Final Fantasy in this yeah. one. A little more traditional. Knights and castles yeah. and no more cars, which I was disappointed about. So a lot of people pointed out it specifically looked a lot like 14, the MMO. And there's mm. a reason for that. Apparently, the studio making this is the studio that previously had only made the two MMOs in the series. This is their first non-MMO project for the Final Fantasy series. Um, But they have confirmed, though, that that does not mean it's an MMO. It's definitely still a single-player adventure. And my like, from what I can tell, is they probably gave them the job after how great of a reception the new version of 14 has gotten. People love that game now. People are like boasting about how great the story is and the extra content that's been coming out for the last few years for that thing. So I'm not surprised that Square Enix was like, hey, you make 16 for us. You've done such a good job. So because it is such a good job, do you see this Final Fantasy as a service? No. Like I said, they were very clear today, I guess, when people asked them about whether or not this was going to have any multiplayer hooks, they said, absolutely not. This is a traditionally, like traditional Final Fantasy. They would not be calling it Final Fantasy 16 if it wasn't that kind of Final Fantasy game. Right, just like they wouldn't be calling it Final, Final Fantasy 14 online. You know what I mean, though? They would have put online in the name. They would have said that it was MMO. MMO. This was. This is not a bait and switch. They're not. You're right because to... they didn't put Red Dead online until like months later. Yeah, but that's a mode in a single player game. So, are you saying that they can no. and probably will do this a mode not an in a single player game? Because you're saying this is Final Fantasy XIV team. Yes, this this is them making a single player game. This is not an MMO. Anyway, I think you wait and see how Marvel's Avengers does for the first year before they make any of those decisions. I think that, Square Enix. <laughs> I think that fourteen is their workout workhorse still. I don't think there's any reason to make a new MMO in that world. And this is even if they did want to, that's seventeen. That's not this. All right. If you, yeah. you want to believe that, I'm gonna ahead. believe that. All right. Speaking of new boats for multiplayer. There was new PS5 footage for Call of Duty, colon, Black Ops, Cold War. And the main character you're playing with, not as, but with, <laughs> looks like Carl Urban from The Boys. <laughs> yeah. He even had the very gruff voice as well. I would be surprised if that actually was Carl Urban. <laughs> Might be. I don't know. They haven't announced any sort of cast for this, even though it seemed like they had a lot of all the recording already done for the voice stuff, mm-hmm. which was surprising. Yep. Uh, they also invoked the longest runway in history. 
Yes, you just texted me Fast and Furious 6, and I knew exactly what you meant by that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how I feel, felt about this footage. Um, I mean, I've fallen off of the campaigns with Call of Duty games the last few times. They just have Right, and this is a Black Ops campaign, too. So. Yeah, especially the Black Ops games have never been really my it's jam. Different. So yeah, this just looked like Call of Duty to me. It didn't look particularly impressive. It just looked like a slightly better looking modern Call of Duty. Right. It looked like, oh, things go to chaos, firefight your way out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure somebody was at home cheering, but this was not, didn't do anything for me. Really? The RC car that went over 80 miles an hour didn't get you? (laughs) They had crazy RC cars in Black Ops the last time. So they go... RC car that goes faster than the actual car. Yeah, that catches up sure. to the Airbus. That I that I can't I can't vouch for. Right. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, uh, they also showed more footage for Spider-Man: Colon Miles Morales, uh, yep. Death Loop, which super excited for Resident Evil Eight Village, and that Demon Souls remake. Yeah, so I kind of bunched all these together because they're games we've already seen. Yep. Um, but did you find any of this footage particularly interesting? You just mentioned that Deathloop seems pretty cool. Deathloop is a great concept. Uh, Bethesda, I believe, looks fun, plays yeah. fun. I like the idea they're going where yeah. you complete the missions to get people to go to this one party so you can kill yeah. them all at once. I think that's a pretty cool yeah. spin on it. It's like Dishonored meets Hitman. Yeah. And I'm like into that. Like I like the look of it. I like that I, I like that it's creative. I like that they're trying all sorts of things with the premise. I think the idea of the other character, like you like the other playable character just having the one goal of kill the other protagonist <laughs> is super rad. And I want it I just want to do that. Yeah. Like just chase him around the whole time. That'd be great. Um, yeah, it just sounds like such a cool creative stylish game. Um, unfortunately, that's no longer this year. Uh, it got delayed till 2021, so yep. that won't make launch. But man, yeah, that's looking like pretty much the sad as it is. That's looking like the strongest game I think in this lineup so far. Well, yeah, probably. But Spider-Man Miles Morales, yes, showed gameplay, yes, and looked very smooth. Looks cool. Uh, but uh, you this was captured from the PS5. Yeah, you have to keep in mind though. But the reason why this looks so complete is because they had an entire game to work off of. It is just an up version of Spider-Man for the PS4. Right. I believe it's still Spider-Man yeah. the game with Miles Morales content, right? Correct. With a story mode that is specifically about him. Um, and yeah. So, I mean, epilogue, if you would. But it looks like they're going to cram a lot of story into this content. Like the little bit they showed... Something was happening every few seconds. It was really jam-packed with stuff. And I think that it showed really well as a demo on a show like this because that's what we want to see in something like this. We want to see a technical showcase that looks pretty that also looks like, yeah, I could see playing that like it was a video game. Right. It's also the thing that you want to pop in when you first get it Christmas morning. Like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. It plays smooth. Look how smooth this game is. Look at the zero load times that they've been boasting about. Yes. Because they used Spider-Man as the demo of him using the subway and how fast the load times were going between A to B. Yeah. That was their selling point way back when the PS5 was 
first being rumored and announced. It's smart. It's a good launch game because, yeah, of all the things you said, it's a bad launch game because if you think about it, it's a game that already is out. And two, it's not even going to be PS5 exclusive. After the show, they confirmed via Twitter that they were also going to put a version of this on PS4 as well. So that way people who don't make the plunge to PS5 this Christmas can still play it. Ooh. Which, you know, again, this is good news, I guess, theoretically, because not everybody's going to want or can afford to buy the new console. But it's bad news because the one thing that they had going into this that was going to be PlayStation 5 specific is now not that. It's still not only available on PS5. There's nothing they showed that is going to come out this year that will be just on PS5 and nothing else. Zero. Zero things. Even the one thing that we know is confirmed for PS5, Ratchet and Clank, yeah. didn't make an appearance, no. and we already know it's scheduled for early next year. Right. It's, uh, they t- kind of took care of that. They swept that to Gamescom and just kept it there, and then I guess didn't need to mention it again. They were like, oh, people who cared probably watched that. Probably not, but <laughs> still, like, I guess they just assumed, like, eh, you know, we, we took care of that game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What do you buy? What do you buy for this thing? I'll tell you what you buy. The one thing everyone on Twitter was talking about and calling it the Game Pass killer, PlayStation Plus Collection. Yeah, okay. So, want to explain real quick what this is? So, if you own a PlayStation Plus, or if you own PlayStation and are subscribed to PlayStation Plus, every month you get two free games. Now, this used to be six free games. <laughs> then they got rid of the Vita, which cut it down to four free games. Yeah. Four. And then they cut out the PS3, leaving it to just the PS4 games, which is two free games yes. every month. But if you're either new to subscribing or missed out on some of those games, tough titties. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, if you get the PS5 and are subscribed to PlayStation Plus, you will have access to the PlayStation Plus collection, which is their digital download play games that are available to play according to their service, according to specific regions, not available in China. <laughs> so a lot of people are saying comparing this to Game Pass. So there's an issue with that comparison. For two, Game well, Pass is a thousand issues. games, so... There's one right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's part of it too. But even if you didn't, uh, there's two issues with that comparison. One, one of the cool things about Game Pass is Microsoft has committed to putting their first-party releases, brand new releases, right, on that one. service for their subscribers at launch. Sony's not doing that. They want you to buy new games for 60 actually maybe 70 apparently, according to the internet rumor today, uh, dollars a pop. The other reason is PlayStation now already has this. So PlayStation now does not do immediate games, though. Um, have you looked at it lately? Yes. Because I keep trying to look at like purchasing it, but every time I look, they don't really have the games that I kind of want to play. So I tried the trial mm-hmm. recently, um, like a month ago, because they had a deal where you could tr- try it out for a few days. Right, usually like seven days or something. And it has a lot of these games already that you can download immediately. 
So what they've started doing is they've started separating the PS3 stuff from the PS4 stuff in the manner of which they're like given to you. PS3 stuff is still streaming only. You cannot download those. But the PS4 games, the vast majority are downloadable. I was able to play Control, a relatively new, complete game, downloaded to my system through that free trial for the first couple days. Right, Control came out last holiday season, though. You can get a lot of first-party games through this as well. You can get Uncharted 4. You can get Last of Us Remastered. You can get uh, probably not God of War. No, you're not getting God of War. You can't get Last of Us Part 2. You can't get Horizon Uh, Zero Dawn. You can't get Spider-Man. I want to note that many of those games you just rattled off are not available on this PlayStation Plus collection either. Right. So, Monster Hunter World. It's like they're basically saying, we already have this technology. We're already doing this over here. But PlayStation now has a name that's been tarnished because for years, everybody's assuming it's still streaming. Even though it's not just streaming anymore, the like the consumer base still assumes that it's this not this thing that they don't want. So really they're just repackaging the same idea in this new branding and being like, look how cool this is. We've never done this before when they've totally done this before. Oh no, I'm not saying they have totally never done this before. I'm just saying that they're branding it as PlayStation Plus collection. Yeah. Which yeah. taking and the strong name of PlayStation Plus. And this is bundled into your existing subscription. You don't have to pay for PlayStation now to access them. That's the difference. But I'm just saying that people where this is like blowing their minds, they really shouldn't be blowing your minds. It's just a more convenient way to do the thing that they already offered with a couple of games that they hadn't offered this for yet, like God of War. Right. Now, is this collection only for the PS5? So we don't, that's, we don't I haven't yet. seen yet. Um, it's the, the way it was worded in the show, it seems like it was for PS5 only because it said at the very, like the bottom of, like the, of the trailer, play these on your PlayStation 5 at launch, which implies to me that they're not going to give this to PS4 gamers because why would they? They want to encourage PS4 owners to play PS4 games new or through PlayStation Now. They don't want to give them for free. So now I wonder, though, if these are digital, digital downloads like they, they, they appear that they all are, if you buy a PS5, Download these. Will you also have the right to download them on your PS4 in the other room? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, no, it seems like this is a PS5 thing. And yeah, like then the other kind of part of conversation about this is wait, who is this for? You mentioned a couple of options. You were like either the person who skipped like the PlayStation who went to Xbox or Switch and never won yeah. PlayStation. And is getting a PlayStation 5 and didn't play a lot of these games. Yes. And then like, what was the other what was the other option that you uh, the other option was someone who got into the generation late and didn't want to pay for them. Right. And the other option is I'm buying this for you for Christmas. This is your very first console. Yeah. Here is a subscription service to all of these games from the previous generation. So so the issue with that one is that if you're buying this for a, uh, like a brand new, like most likely a child, these games are not kid friendly. Most of them, like Ratchet and Clank, the PS4 Ratchet and yeah. Clank, is maybe the only thing, and that's a T-rated game. <laughs> so it's like that's not really the option. Then, if they skipped a generation, then 
I, I guess that makes sense. But if they skipped a generation, why are they jazzed about the PlayStation 5 as opposed to the Xbox? Because Spider-Man, duh. I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling to see who this makes. Like, I'm glad it's a good value add for PlayStation Plus. I'm not arguing that it isn't. I'm just saying that I don't know the individual that this is like targeted towards who hasn't played these games before. Because I feel like the only people who are happy about this are the people who already bought all these games last generation. Probably. I mean, I bought most of the games, but I'm yes. still happy for it. It's a neat idea. I'm glad they're doing something, but I'd rather they do something with newer games or like entice people who didn't already. Yeah, that's the one thing that is poking me in the back here that they didn't announce that these new games like Spider-Man Miles Morales will yeah. be their day one launch. No, they didn't. This right, show, that's what's egging me. Like, it might not be that good of a deal as people are saying. This is the first time that I've ever seen a release-like thing for a launching console two months before the console is supposed to come out that did not mention anything about a launch title or any games launching with it. We know Miles Morales is launching with it, but only because of Twitter posts after the show. We know Demon's Souls is also a launch game, but only because of Twitter posts after the show. During the show, they didn't confirm anything was launching with this box at all. New, I mean. Right, they and that's a, a bunch problem. Of old games. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like nothing I've seen before. Like, what are you, what new game are you buying this for? There's no new games. Uh, this is why I usually wait a year to get a console. Yeah, it's just beyond comprehension. But anyways, there's still more that we haven't mentioned. You're right, because while we did mention that Miles Morales will be a launch title and that Demon's Souls will be launched as well and getting a PC port too, there were two new games that they announced. Like, yes. as in brand new, never before seen, first yes. time reveal. Yes. Uh, first one, well, the big one they save for the end, which they always do, which is, hey, here's a teaser for something we're working on. Yes. And everyone knew what it was as soon as, like, the first bar hit. And even I knew what it was because I texted you immediately. Yeah. God of War, Ragnarok yeah. for 2021. Yep. For now, I see this game getting delayed. Uh. You know what? I trust that they probably be working on this for a little bit. I think that it'll hit holiday next year. Yeah, it'll um, be a holiday next year. Um, yeah, but that being said, that, I also see it at, being delayed to March of 2022. Maybe, but at earliest, I think, yeah, we'll see this in November. But still, uh, yeah, this is cool. I mean, you really love that uh, God of War on PS4. This will take it into Viking land. Uh, in the 22 second uh, trailer that was just basically the logo for it with runes yeah. throwing up. I have theories about it already. Okay. Surprisingly, the internet does as well because they <laughs> work fast like that. So not just me, but um, with a ring, obviously that's the new God of War symbol as from last year. The runes around it spelled out Ragnarok. It was blue because of the long winter in the Ragnarok folklore, which is where we're going to end. And based on the hints of the ending of God of War, that's going to be the climax where uh, Atreus has to kill Kratos. But because comic book circumstance, that's not the end. Kratos obviously lives mm -hmm. to fight and kill another god another day. 
Yeah, you could be right. So this may not be the um, Frost Giants. I mean, I think we will go more into Jotunheim and the Frost Giants, thus the uh, blue frosted logo. Frosted Flakes. Frosted logo that we got mm-hmm. and frosted. teaser. Yeah. But also don't expect Trinus to actually die because he has died a one, two, three, four times across the series, I believe. <laughs> and still not dead. <laughs> so, probably not. It's just another trip to Hades for him. Right, exactly. Or like... Helheim, I believe. Yeah, well, the afterlife, I think, in Norse is Helheim. Yeah, I don't know. Right, not Vanaheim or Anaheim. Yeah, I was going to say Anaheim. <laughs> The Vanaheim thing. Right. Uh, But do note that we have yet to go into Asgard. So there's something to look forward to. Possibly. Unless they want to say that for the final one, just be a whole Asgard uh, killing of the gods. We'll see. But yeah, I'm glad that they at least have some sort of other big game to look forward to on this thing. Uh, I'm glad they did put a year attached to it. Because if they just said in development, my immediate thought would be this is five years down the line. Yeah. Another Kingdom Hearts 3 all over again. We're going to wait until it comes to the end of it and just never waiting and waiting and waiting. I think they realize that they can't do that anymore because of how crazy the internet gets. Right. And how like fast technology can respond now. Yeah. Twitter. But there was something else. Yeah. There was a game that we saw that was announced. Three years ago, I think. But then, like, what mum and hushed and flushed out of society? It wasn't announced at all. It was leaked. Uh, This is actually the first time this game has been announced, even though we all knew that it existed and basically what it was. Right. This is the leaked and never confirmed, but everyone loved it when they saw the leak and then wondered where the hell it went, like, three years later. From Rocksteady Games, yes, that Rocksteady, comes... Hogwarts is a video game set in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, but not in any timeline of Harry Potter, rather the 1800s, as you are a student wandering around the grounds of Hogwarts and taking classes, exploring mysteries, and getting into relative danger, I'll say. Yeah, it seemed like they were kind of vaguely hinting that the game is about being a student at Hogwarts, but also about going on adventures outside the castle, which is interesting because if you've read the books, there was a very strict like rule about not doing that, which was the whole thing is like Harry Potter was getting away with something by leaving campus all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you mentioned though, this is, takes place way before the stories of that book, those books. So maybe it's, suggesting a world in which there was a more fluid kind of inside Hogwarts, outside Hogwarts experience maybe for the students. Right, because it's set in 1800s. Yeah. This is Industrial Revolution era, possibly. Mm. Steam era. I mean, they have locomotive, I think. Yeah, so it would be interesting to see exactly how the time... um, time period affects that actually what happens in this game one thing i will say though is that man 
they chose a weird week to announce a game based on a property um, created by J.K. Rowling, didn't they? Uh, well, that's why they said it into the 1800s, way before Harry Potter ever gets involved, way before any of those characters ever again, get involved. Again, no, but everybody knows that it's her stuff. Like, yes. just because you call it Wizarding World and you don't mention Harry Potter's name, you know it's Harry Potter. Right, it's Portkey Games. Most that. people, yeah, listen, like, you're going to go into the, the store and you're going to ask for the Harry Potter game and they're going to give you this thing. You're not going to say Hogwarts Legacy. They're go- Everybody's going to call this Harry Potter. It's right. not I mean, I haven't yet to say the actual name Hogwarts Legacy. I just keep calling it the Harry Potter game. Uh, but yeah, I think that this is, I mean, we all know what this is going to be. This is going to be games as a service. This is going to be like Avengers, like Destiny. Um, I think, though, that makes this potentially interesting is the fact that it also has the school stuff. Yes. Um, uh, I think that is very interesting because adding school stuff automatically means you can have daily achievements of go to class. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like Persona meets Avengers because it's going to be like, oh, you have these very specific school tasks to do. And then you go and do dungeon stuff for a while. Right. Here, do your homework. By doing your homework, you level up your character. Yeah. But also, you're doing homework on yeah, a video a, game. Yeah, like a weird like Western version of Persona with magic with well magic's in persona too yeah. i guess the western persona with loot potentially and multiplayer i mean potentially again this is all just me assuming that this is going to be a multiplayer game but this has to be a multiplayer game right because if it's going to be about you being a student about hogwarts you're going to want to show your character off and that only makes sense if this is a multiplayer game so i could yeah this has to be multiplayer if not, then Hogsmeade, <laughs> the separate, has to be multiplayer locale, whereas the Hogwarts stuff. But then you intermingle with students there. It's like, hey, come do this mission with me post-game then? Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. So yeah, there's a lot we don't know uh, that's going to have to be revealed over time. But this is a potentially really interesting thing. It just sucks that it's, you know, has all this baggage that's attached to thanks to the author of the stories. All right. This is why Warner Brothers is trying to rip the licensing mm-hmm. rights from her. Trying to make it a it. separate thing. Yep. Kind of like what Microsoft did with Minecraft, which is like, let's forget Notch ever existed. Let's Minecraft, it's fun. Minecraft is Microsoft now. Right. They've pretty much been successful at doing that. So, but the problem is, is that Minecraft is way younger than Harry Potter, a 20 plus year franchise at this point. So it's right. harder for them to de-link it, decouple it from the more complicated aspects. Well, this is why you start doing new movies not associated with anything and create a new IP, which someone needs to write. I don't know who you're pointing at, but somebody's got to do it. Uh, pointing at you, the audience, but also uh, you, the writer. <laughs> I'm sure that person knows who they are. And they're definitely um, listening to us. So that's, <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's an interesting concept. I think that we're going to have to learn more about what it actually is, but it could be neat. Who knows? Yep. All right. Also, also, it didn't say anything about being console exclusive, so I bet this thing is multi-platform. I, I think bet you have to be multi-platform. There's a big this game. No reason why, not, why it's not. So. Right. The Destiny-style Destiny multi-platform. Yeah. I think it's only here because Warner knew that they had to announce it before the end of the year. 
and this was another place they could do it. Well, they weren't going to do it at a Tokyo Game Show. No. No, I don't think so. And I don't think the video game awards are going to happen. So it would have made sense to see this at Game Gamescom. So maybe they were just late there and just yeah. sort of like, I don't know, put it, give it to Sony. Yeah, they got a big press conference coming up with a bunch of eyeballs. Give it to them. I will say though, it actually it did look nice looking running on PlayStation Five. The lighting, the lighting bloom and the HDR stuff looked like it could potentially be really pretty. It really um, did look nice, and this looks like a game. game that I could get a doctor into. Yeah, I think this, this is going to be an interesting thing because of because of the franchise it's based on. This is going to hit a lot of audiences that I think that haven't played a game like mm-hmm. Destiny or Avengers yet. So. Right, and that's why I think if you with it being made, it has to be made super accessible to all these audiences. So yeah. that could lower the difficulty, but then again, it could keep like all the super rare stuff hidden behind like experienced players. Yeah, let me tell you about. Uh, I'll t- if you uh, will bear with me uh, at the end of this news portion for what I've been playing this week. I hit a difficulty wall of Destiny, so I'm very familiar with there being the stuff that's accessible and the stuff that's impossible. So we get that's there. where I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's pretty much it for this show, right? But we forgot about talk about Fortnite. We don't need to talk about. Fortnite. Okay. Yeah, Fortnite was a thing on in it, but yeah, that was the pee break. I'm just glad that they didn't um, show GTA Remastered again. <laughs> Talk about old games. Yep. Talk about PS3 game. So overall, what do you think? You think that the PlayStation 5 is for you? I mean, yes, because Sony. But if I After was not, I would... Now that we know everything, we know everything about these boxes... You are somebody who doesn't have a gaming PC. You are somebody who is in the market for one of these. What's your What's your take? If you're forcing my hand to buy one for this upcoming holiday season. Which I know you're not going to, but if you were going to. Um, the Xbox Series S. Hmm. Okay. Because it's cheaper. It's all <laughs> digital. And the Game Pass Ultimate is the better deal on day one that you want to play but as for the legacy thing like yeah you're long of ps5 with disc all the way oh but full-blown you're talking about holiday day one what do i want to play i guess i'm going to be happy with that i got day one it would be the xbox series s okay so here's a thought experiment for you what if in an alternate universe where they got their shit together well, that's not exactly fair because game development is complicated. So yes. I don't want to, I don't want to say that any developers not doing their best at getting these games out. But in an alternate universe in which there was a big exclusive game that was available for both of these things, for example, Halo was out uh, on launch day for the series Zizz's, and Sony had, let's say, Ratchet and Clank day one launch game. Uh, then would that change your answer? Yes, because I would go Ratchet and Clank. And I feel like a lot of people probably had that in mind in July, and now they're seeing both of those games gone, and they're probably now where you're at, which is like, well, I guess it's the cheaper one, or I just wait. Well, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm all for waiting a year for these consoles. Yeah. Um, I'm also waiting to see what the bundles are next holiday season. Yeah. And prices come down on some. 
I just think that you have to. That's what I'm saying. Like for this Christmas, if I'm opening up something to plug and play Christmas Day, what am I playing? The Xbox Series S. Yeah, because it's got games. Because it has immediate games that I can play. But yeah, I think ultimately the craziest thing about this is that yeah, there's just nothing new. There's nothing new for these launch for that launch with these these things. Spider Man is the closest Sony's got. Right, but I already hundred percented Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is you're gonna buy this box and you're gonna play new things to you on them, but they're not things that you couldn't play on PS4 or, or Xbox One. Right. It's that's just where we're at this year. 2021 is gonna be when things actually start coming out, when we'll get exclusives, when we'll get more news. It's just it, it's just we've never had this before. We've never had a situation where it was literally like we're not gonna know until a year after. Well, here's what I'm getting when it does come out. The PS5 God of War edition console. That's probably about the time I'm going to be picking up a console. It's the bundle. It's going to have a rune on it, the blue rune on the thing Mm -hmm. on the side. I can see that working pretty well. Yep. Um, And then just buy Ratchet and Clank with it when I get it. And you know, for me, this after seeing today, I mean, I already much pretty much decided what I was, what my approach was going to be. But after today, I'm solidified. I'm not buying these boxes. Right. I don't need them um, until I am convinced that I need them. I do not need to purchase them because turns out that the thing that is in front of me here, this this personal computer, can play the games that so far have been announced that I want to play. Right, until your graphics card craps out in three, five years. But that's a console generation away from now. So possibly, by, yes. By that point, yeah. By that, that's that's what I'm thinking. Is like by the time that this 2080 can no longer handle modern video games, I'm sure there'll be talk about either a step up, like a mid console refresh, like they did last generation, right, with the pros, or new, or new consoles completely, and I won't have to worry about it. I think that's where I'm at. So I'm. Saving a thousand dollars this year. Congratulations <laughs> on paying seventeen hundred dollars to save a thousand dollars. Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I did. Well, to be fair, I am also working on this computer every day. Oh, so you can write that off as a work expense then? Except I can't. But <laughs> they don't know that. I, I haven't told them I'm doing that, so it doesn't make a difference really for them. But but yeah, right. I, but it does for taxes. Anyways, the thing I'm saying is that it was $1,700, but it's not just for video games. Right. I do everything else on this thing too. So to me, like, yeah, I think that, I I think a lot of people, I think it's going to be this, this whole experience of this console generation, or at least these console launches is going to say, is really going to make people do some research on what it would be, what it would look like to own a PC at this point, because it's really lucrative. It's the first time in my like experience of playing video games that I can say, here's one place that you can pretty much play everything that you want to play and nothing is locked out to you except maybe a Ratchet and Clank game. Right, a console <laughs> exclusive. That's where we're at. Spider-Man. And I have the PS4 version of that thing. Yep. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird generation. It's a weird launch, and November is going to get even weirder, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. But All right. we worry about November in November. We spent an entire hour talking about the PlayStation. <laughs> well, that's why we went first with this. That's why we went first with it.
All right. That means we're going to have to spend the next hour on everything else. Everything right? else. All right. Let's do it. All right. Zooming through everything else, including, because we're still in video game news. Yes. The Oculus Quest 2. This thing got buried by the Sony news, but this did happen today. Yes. So, Facebook. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, quiet there. Uh, <laughs> Facebook has unveiled the Oculus Quest 2, offering an official look at the standalone VR headset following a leak. Yeah, <laughs> it's leaked these days. Yep. Uh, during Facebook Connect, CEO, still human cyborg Mark Zuckerberg, yep. confirmed many of the details that we saw uh, in a duo of leaked promo videos, along with fresh news that the Quest 2 will launch October 13th. I believe that's a Friday? I don't know, is it? I believe that is Friday the 13th. Is it Friday, October the 13th? Oh, no. So that's Friday the 13th Tuesday. of last year. That's right, it's it Tuesday. is a Tuesday this year. Yes. Uh, well, the Quest has always been Oculus's way of offering more accessible VR. And now that seems to extend uh, to the device's pricing. As they announced that Quest 2 will start at $299 which is a good $100 cheaper than the original Oculus Quest retail price. The device itself is powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2 platform and features a new display with a resolution of 1832 by 1920 per eye, ultimately making for more than 50% pixels and pickles than the original Quest. 50% more pickles than the original. That's how so, I order all my burgers and sandwiches. So you get half pickles in there. And I need the extra pickles, 50% more pickles. <laughs> uh, the Quest 2 also offers 6 gigs of RAM and up to 256 gigabytes of built-in storage and display with support for 90 hertz refresh rate. So we like the Quest because it doesn't need to be connected to a PC. It's a self-contained mm-hmm. Yeah. VR headset. I mean, you do need to connect it to a PC to download and install games. I do want yes. to note that. It, yes. does, it just doesn't require the power of a PC to power it like the traditional Oculus did. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's one thing that I liked about the Quest. I'm glad to see the Quest 2, them improving on it, them making it cheaper yeah. and ultimately more accessible because VR is a big headspace, pun intended, yeah. to get into. So, two ninety nine, holiday time to release. This might be the holiday gadget I get. This, is this when you is this when you jump? Are you going to get VR? I would if I didn't need to always connect Facebook to it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a downside here, isn't it? Yep. Which I basically only use Facebook now to connect to games that I quickly download and then quickly delete. Yeah. And, and for me, I've tried some VR and I don't have the continents for it. I, there's something about the, like, I don't, I'm not a person who gets motion sickness, like in cars, on planes, on boats, like all that stuff in real life, I'm totally fine with. But for some reason, the moment I started moving in a VR, I started like feeling queasy and I was like, okay, I can't, I guess this isn't for me. Right. So last year for Christmas, I think it was last year. My dad, you know dad, a yes. uh, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, your dad. 
bought me a, a VR headset. Yeah. A headset for VR to which you yes. could put the phone in yes. front of it and I, play it as a VR. I also owned one of these things. Yes. Uh, it might have been two years ago then because I think we got it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, nope, that's <laughs> not how it works. Had to explain this is not how it works. This is not real VR. It's, I mean, it is, but it isn't. It, right? It's, it's, yeah. like, it's a version of it, but it doesn't quite have the resolution and the power that you need to actually play a game with it. You can watch, um, let's say, adult videos uh, if you're some, into that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, if you want. I went on some roller coaster there. rides. I, yeah, I don't have personal experience with this. I'm just saying that that's a thing you can do. With yes, but I'm very surprised and curious that that's the first place you went to when discussing VR technology. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just out there. It's just, it's not. It pops up in your feed. What are you going to do? <laughs> you're, not, you're just not, you're not going to not watch it. You're not curious as how it looks without a headset on, right? Yeah. yeah, no. It looks weird without it. You have to put it on to really get it, you know, get the idea of what it is. All right, I'm going to eat for Christmas. Anyway. Did you play anything? <laughs> okay, so that's it for Quest. Uh, but yeah, it's... Yeah, it's a- uh, I think the 299 is an enticing. I think Quest 2, I'm happy to see they're moving on with the sequel. Is it for me? I think it might be for most people. If you're looking to take that yeah. VR jump, I think this is a good place to jump into it. Yeah, seems, seems Just, good. It has the Facebook monogram hanging behind it. Yeah, which, you know, it is what Yeah, it we is. knew because they bought it for like $10 billion or whatever. Um, okay, well, that's it for news things. Uh, so yeah, I've been only playing um, Destiny. Like right, I said, like you. I said, I hit a wall um, difficulty wise. I finished all like the single player content from the previous um, uh, all the previous packs that have come out. I'm right. done with that stuff. So all I've got is like quest cleanup to do. And a lot of the quests, especially in the later game stuff, is just do all these like very specific multiplayer centric stuff mm. like the player versus player modes and well those are not fun if you're playing by yourself if you're soloing like i am then they also have like the more difficult versions of the strikes which are called nightfalls and the raids and those pretty much require to have a team of players because i try to do a nightfall by myself I tried to do two of them and way too hard. And I'm over, I'm like over light level for those things. It says like, oh, you're supposed to be like 825. I'm like 1030 light or power or whatever they call it. And it's still too hard for me. And I don't know whether it's weapon specific, but I really just think that there is a certain line with Destiny that you have to be playing with friends because you just get overwhelmed by the amount of enemies that they throw at you. They'll throw three of these heavy dudes in an arena and expect you to be able to beat them. And yeah, I just kept whacking my head against the same wall over and over again. I played probably one of those parts for like a straight hour trying to get past it, trying to get the next- Black, 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 black. And it just, I just gave, I just failed on it at some point. I'm just like, so I think the lesson I learned is that Either I find some Destiny friends, which I don't know if I'm willing to do, uh, or I just completely lock myself out of like a third of the content of this game. And that sucks, but it's just how these games are. Yeah, don't look at me for Destiny players. That's not me. 
I mean, there's crossplay, so like I could find somebody playing on any anything, I guess, in theory. I did find somebody in the lobby did send me a, a clan invite and a Steam friend request, mm-hmm. and they appear to be a teenage girl, and so I feel really weird about it, real, like, like re- responding to it. So, yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> what do you mean, teenage girl? Everyone is male in their 30s on the internet, unless proven <laughs> otherwise. Well, they're doing a very good job of pretending not to be. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about whether about my future with that game. Now that I'm catching up, I'm like I'm hitting a, a point where I have to wait for the new, the new stuff to come out. Because right now I'm just spinning my wheels doing quests that I'm struggling with. So I don't know. I might have, I might have to pause on the Destiny until November, but we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Um, I've been playing more 2K PGA, 2K21, and more Clubhouse 50 games, 51 games. Right. So fun for the whole Yeah, and mobile games, so, but mobile games. Okay. Moving on then, because yes. we've got to move on. Yes. Uh, into music. We will start music with the billboard, and we'll start the billboard with the Hot 100. How hot you know is how it? How hot is it? <laughs> Wait, we're doing the same joke. Yes, we did the same joke. How hot is it? I plug it in my laptop. Hold on. All right, it is so hot. So hot. You got some WAP happening at the number one slot. slot. Back. It's back at number one this week. Yep. Uh, it's back. It's front. It's running down your leg. <laughs> WAP. By Cardi B featuring Ooh. Megan the Stallion. <laughs> yes. Uh, number two, Dynamite by BTS. At number three, Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake featuring Lil Durk. At number four, Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. And rounding out your top five, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. If those sounded familiar, it's because one and two switched places and that was it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That was it. Uh, as for your albums chart, your Billboard 200, Detroit 2 by Big Sean is your number one album this week. The sequel to Detroit. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and number two, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Just always sitting at number two there. Yep. Uh, number three, Legends Never Die by Juice World. At four, Tattle Tales by Takashi69, which I thought we all were against him at this point, but. Still shows up in the charts. Oh, getting that TI bump? Yes. And at number five, Folklore by Taylor Swift. Yeah, so this ends uh, Taylor's reign at the top, so she will not beat uh, last week's. uh, record of Whitney Houston's. Um, that being said, though, yeah, I guess Big Sean gets a number one record. Congrats to the biggest of Sean's. Yep. <laughs> yep. If you didn't like any of those albums, we have new releases. Okay, what am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here are the new releases. None of these. <laughs> yep. Apple by Cook. Not that Cook, not that Apple. A.G. Cook. Yes, this is Apple by A.G. Cook, not T.I.M. Cook. Yeah, very different. Uh, and, uh, we also have Host 
by cults. Find the Sun by Deridorian. <laughs> uh, the Speed of Now, Part One by One. Keith Urban. Yeah. Throws of Joy in the Jaws of Defeatism by Napalm Death. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is a mouthful of a title. <laughs> uh, we also have The Times by Neil Young. Yes, that Neil Young. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Protein Threat <laughs> by OCs. That is Protein Pro. And then T-E-E-N. Yep. Pass. <laughs> All right. Moving on into music news. These are two follow-up stories. Oh, they're definitely follow-up stories. First one being the story that we keep following up on because they've yet to actually go to court. And that is yeah. Lady A versus Lady A. Yes. As Anita White the artist who goes by Lady A, has now filed a countersuit for the trademark infringement against the Nashville trio, formerly known as Lady Antebellum. Lady Antebellum had changed their name to Lady A in June as a concoction of the band's... That's what I said. As the (laughs) band's original name became untenable amid George Floyd protests. But that created an issue for Anita White, a black woman who has been performing under the stage name Lady A since the early 1990s. This is a story that, as you noted, we have been following and tracking the highs and lows since this became something back in June. Believe it or not, the story had more recapping that I had to edit out. (laughs) (laughs) Because at first it appeared that Anita White and Lady Antebellum would come to an agreement to share the use of the name. But the talks had broken down and the trio said that White had demanded a $10 million payment, which we noted as $5 million towards BLM charities and $5 million towards rebranding. Yeah. Well, Anita White has now filed her own suit in Seattle. Mm-hmm. claiming a common law right to the Lady A trademark based on decades of performing under that name, which we assumed was going to happen. Yeah. The suit contends that the Nashville band's use of the name will result in brand confusion and states claims of trademark infringement and unfair competition. So, to this is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So Lady A had to sue Lady Antebellum had to sue Lady A in order to get it legally trademarked. This yeah. was done in Nashville, where Lady Antebellum is. So, as we mentioned, um, if Anita White ever went by Lady A, if she could prove it, that she may have claim here, also that she was based in Seattle, Washington that she would probably file there. Turns out, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. The common law thing is interesting here because it's basically being like, hey, in Washington, is it more likely that people know Lady A as Lady A and that this other Lady A is going to confuse people if they can prove that that 
is possible, then then she might have a, ch- a chance here. Right. I think that's this a is, case. This is like in uh, three years' time when we have to sue someone for media boat rights, <laughs> where someone else is trying to use the media boat name, but we, as common law, have website, podcast, YouTube feed, video, uh, Twitch, and uh, website name, Google name, address, yes. email. We have stuff that says, hey, we've been using this name since 2014. <laughs> you owe us. We're suing you. <laughs> we'll see if we ever need to do this. But Like maybe. I said, three years down the line. Maybe. Mark my words. If, when we get there. But yeah, I think this story, yeah, I think that, I mean, who knows at this point how this is going to go down. I think right. she has a case here. I figured when they went to court that some lawyer was going to basically come out and say, you need representation. Here's my card. We can get you more money by doing this, suing for under common law. But instead of going to their turf, make them come to us in Seattle where people would know them or would know her as Lady A, the performer there, and try and, you know, get get them on their own turf. I still think that the bottom line to all this, I know I've said this before, is that this just makes the former band known as Lady Antebellum look worse and worse every single time. Because it's not that hard, guys. Just do a different name. Right, but throw all of this away if you just decided that you didn't want to be called Lady A, like literally anything else. You could be anything else. And they're so stubborn. Anything but Lady A113. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like doing a new screen name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it just, it blows my mind. Just be Lady B. I don't know. Just go to the next letter. Lady Bellum. Yeah, or some Lady Bell. I don't know. Just do anything else. Why are they being so stubborn about this for no reason? Because people of the country world exhibit D here for doctor <laughs> always went them, not by Lady Antebellum, but by saying, hey, Lady A is on the radio. I'm going to the Lady A concert. I'm, we're all going to see Lady A. Lady A has a new hit single. They know that it's Lady A. So to say something else is sacrilege. I realize that, but when somebody rolls up and says, yeah, but I'm this person and I predate you, and it wasn't a problem before because they weren't officially named that, and now they're like saying, oh, we're officially named that now. I say that you just roll over and and change the name. Matt, in three years, five years' time, when we have to do go through this exact same thing, (laughs) <laughs> you think they're just going to roll over and play along? Again, I really don't think that's going to happen. But I will make you eat these words. I won't mark it down. The 916 nine episode. <laughs> oh, that's the title of this episode. Mark my words. <laughs> yeah, mark my words. We'll see. No, I just think this is, I just think this is dumb. They, could, they had the option to change their name to anything. They didn't do the research, first of all. And they tripped on a, you know, they tripped on a landmine, and now they have to deal with it. And instead of dealing with it, they're throwing money at lawyers and being like, "No, we demand that we get to choose our stupid, like our 
our not so great like like name we have to defend still even though the whole thing was that the name was bad and they needed to change the name so i don't know i don't know i don't know it just frustrates me how ridiculous and stubborn they're being that's all just wild <laughs> like i like i keep saying every time that they bring this up this is most likely not the actual people, but rather the team, I the big know. machine behind them that wants but this. They thing. have the power, though, to tell those people to stop it. Though, <laughs> that's what I'm saying is like, like Hillary Scott, do something, Hillary Scott. Come on. She's got two kids on her mind to worry about. Man, 16 year old me had the biggest crush on Hillary Scott. I'm sure a third of your year, year old do still does. Somewhere in there. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, in other mo- or movie, music-related uh, cleanup news, the TikTok sale. Yes, TikTok. Yes. On Sunday night, Microsoft's bid to buy the U.S. operations of the Chinese-owned video app was approved. Nope. Nope, I'm sorry. It was rejected. <laughs> Leaving Oracle as the winner. Yes. Yes. Oracle. Oracle's acquisition should resolve the current president's executive order threatening to ban TikTok unless the assets were sold by September 20th in one, two, three, four days from now. Yeah. Right under the wire. The order came amid an ongoing concern about privacy and security on the Chinese backed app that has become massively popular with Americans. Specifically, teens. Quote, ByteDance, let us know today they would not be selling TikTok's U.S. operations to Microsoft. We are confident our proposal would have been good for TikTok's users while protecting national security interests. To do this, we would have made significant changes to ensure the service met the highest standards for security privacy, online safety, and combating disinformation. And we made these principles clear in our August statement. (laughs) We look forward to seeing how the service evolves in these important areas, Microsoft said in a statement on its corporate blog. And you know what? You laughed. So which one of these security, (laughs) privacy, online safety, and combating disinformation that TikTok did not like. So yeah, my read on this is that Microsoft was basically out there being like, oh yeah, no, we're locking this thing down. And ByteDance looked at the offers on the table and we're probably like, you know, Microsoft, they've had a history of like making these apps like theirs. We want to still be TikTok? How much does Oracle want? <laughs> and ended up going with Oracle instead. That's my read on this, is that they probably, Microsoft said all of this to them, and it just went right, right over their head, and they were just like, you know, that's not what we want. We just want money, man. Like, what are you trying to sell? Like, that's your sale to the people of the U.S. We're, we don't care about that stuff. We're going to go with Oracle because it's a 
under the radar sale that nobody is going to care about and that nobody's going to see the difference between TikTok now and TikTok operating under Oracle. You want to know how under the radar Oracle is? (laughs) In the past year, they've made somewhere between 20 and 25 billion dollars in acquisitions of companies yes that you don't see in the news that often they're around like i somebody like me knows who oracle is but i don't think the average person who uses tiktok does like and so yeah it's an interesting match i guess you could say because yeah it's like you know that they're not going to do anything drastic whereas microsoft 100 percent would have changed and retooled TikTok to be the TikTok they wanted it to be. So yeah, I could imagine that Chinese TikTok Microsoft like, would have Disney-fied and family-friendly TikTok. It would have had links to, you know, everything in the Microsoft library. Mm-hmm. And they don't want that. They don't care about that. They just want to be TikTok. So in a way, TikTok, you know, diehards are probably loving this because it's not going to change their app. Probably not. Um, and yeah, then the U.S. government probably is also in love with this because they don't want Microsoft to get any more powerful than they already are. They just like the idea of this tech company gobbling up all these other companies and consolidating under one billions and billions of dollar thing that operates without like people caring. Yeah, I also want to say that this is um, TikTok's way of poo-pooing... Uh, Bill Gates of Microsoft <laughs> as well. Well, I mean, Bill Gates doesn't even like call shots over there anymore. Right, but Bill Gates is still associated with Microsoft. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, I don't I don't think that's as high as the on the totem pole. I think really it just chalks up to they in the political world and climate that we are in. Yes, it is. Maybe I don't know, uh, but yeah, I think ultimately this is you know we should have seen this coming. I guess in a way, I thought the Microsoft thing was going to happen. But then again, this makes more sense across the board because, yeah, Microsoft would have changed it. Microsoft would have made TikTok in their image and TikTok didn't want it. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you listen to anything? No. No? Nothing. All right. Moving on then. Yay! hand this over to you as we go into TV? Movies? Yes. Yes. TV? We're doing reverse, reverse. All right. We go straight into television. We always start television with the sports corner. All right. What has been going on in sports? First up in sports, the biggest news, of course, is that football is officially back. The NFL season started on Thursday of last week, continued through the weekend. You had your traditional football Sunday locked and loaded. You guys had red zone going. You guys were happy as clams. Yep. Uh, anything interesting, particularly with the first week of football? Funny you should mention that because this week was a historical week, being the first time that 10 black starting quarterbacks have started in the league, making it the most. So roughly one-third of every quarterback starting was African-American. Nice. Very cool. Other than that... Some people got injured. Check your fantasy waivers. New week starts tomorrow on Thursday. (laughs) Um, Anyone severely get injured? Michael Thomas, probably the big one who suffered a high ankle sprain, will be out. Uh, He's most people's number one wide receiver. And 
the Tiger King himself, Joe Burrow, will face off against the former number one pick as well, Baker Mayfield, in the Battle of Cleveland tomorrow, Thursday night football. Ooh. That could either be really good or really bad, depending on which team show up. (laughs) So, yeah, football, it's happening. Yep. Back on board. Yep. Uh, Rookies are doing good. I'm loving it. Ooh. Next up in sports, in the U.S. Open, which I'm assuming is the U.S. Open of tennis. Yes. Thank you. You never put it. I always will have to ask because there's the U.S. Open of surfing. Yeah, I'm always talking about surfing, right? (laughs) You might be. Naomi Osaka has won the U.S. Open. Yep. Uh, Every match, she had a different mask representing a different uh, BLM victim. And then when she won and accepted her trophy for winning the tournament, she wore a Kobe Bryant jersey. Aw. Aw, yeah. So congratulations, Naomi Osaka, for winning the U.S. Open. Meanwhile, in the NBA, in the bubble, here's your news for the bubble this week. We're down to to the finals. The finals. The finals of the conference finals. Yes, conference finals. East versus West. Not yet. But this is Hermans who plays East versus West. The delicious Nuggets versus our Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, uh, we missed out on an all-LA conference with LA Clippers blowing a 3-1 lead. yes. So I had Denver some Nuggets. people on Twitter are like very mad at the Clippers. Yes, uh, as they should be. Uh, they talked a big game pre- before the season started, that's for sure. Um, uh, and finals MVP two times, Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Gonna get done with PG-13, Paul George. <laughs> and then also we have the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, which I yep. guess are good uh, again. How long has it been since the Celtics were good? Um, The Celt-Heat? The Heat won the first game in that series, which played yesterday. I was talking about the Celtics. What? You're talking about the Celtics? Are they still good? Like, when was the last time they were good? Because I feel like they're not a team that you think of as, like, like relevant in, like, 20 years. Um, Try, like, five years? Ten years? Okay. Uh, when they last played the Lakers in the finals. Okay. So it's not too long, but at least... Kevin it... Garnett? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that good for you, Kevin Garnett on the Celtics? Yeah, that name. Anyway. So yeah, uh, basketball. It's almost wrapping up, but we'll see who wins these uh, games. It's not almost wrapping up. This is the conference finals, and then we still have the NBA but, finals. Yeah, that's a whole nother bag. Mm-hmm. And in hockey, in the other bubble of the, bubble. the Canadian bubble. Canadian bubble. I'm seeing stars because the Dallas Stars made it to the Stanley Cup finals. Yep. And what was supposed to be the final game in the Eastern Conference for that uh, went to overtime last night in which the New York Islanders farmed it. Was it the Islanders that farmed it? Or is it the Lightning? Hmm. Islanders? Anyways, the the Islanders and the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning are still playing it out to see who plays the stars. Got it. Okay. And then uh, lastly, 
Remember how we said that the Big Ten in college football was not going to play a season? Well, guess what? They announced they weren't going to play this season. Yeah. Reverse, reverse, just like this podcast, because they have reversed course. They will start playing football again on October 24th. Yes, this is after seeing the SEC, ACC, and basically every other conference besides the Pac-12. And professional. Successful games so far the first two weeks of college football. So they're like, hey, why couldn't we be doing this? Yeah. Uh, but apparently they're going to be implementing some more testing, some higher level testing for their players' safety. No word yet on fans. But this is good news for the players, I guess, to go back to be playing. Well, the ones that wanted to play, I guess. All right, the ones that wanted to play, they get their wish. Uh, but the president's kind of taking some heat because everyone's pointing like, see, we could have been doing it all along. You've wasted months. <laughs> Of practicing yeah. and playing here. I don't know. There's no right decision because no matter what, somebody's going to be pissed about whatever decision they make, right? Like whether they get to play or not get to play. I mean, the correct thing is not to play, but apparently nobody's listening to science. Well, see, no one's going to get pissed until someone gets sick and dies from it. No, even then I think that people are going to want to play right through it. They're going to oh, be... Oh, yeah. No, they definitely will. Even if somebody does, they're still going to make excuses for it and be like, well, everybody else is okay. Like, oh, that was just a one-off thing. Yeah, exactly. There's no pleasing anybody. It doesn't anybody need to be a one-off thing. Yeah, it, that's yeah, the thing. It it's a be. pandemic. It's supposed to be different. It's not supposed to be business as usual. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, like, that's why these protections exist. That, I, I can't hear you. Broadcast money is in my ears. <laughs> exactly. They got stuffed, just lobes <laughs> full of Benjamins. Anyway. Anything else in sports before we move on to television news? Angel still suck. Yeah, that's not news. Nope. <laughs> All right, television news it is then. Let's talk about oh boy, South Park because I guess we have to because it's that time of year. Hey, it's that time of year. Isn't South Park supposed to be on? Aren't they supposed well, to be topical and telling us how everyone's stupid? They're so topical that when they return on September 30th, it will be with a one-hour episode titled The Pandemic Special. So they are officially going to do a coronavirus episode of South Park. No one's surprised. Of course, they were going to do this. Well, the I don't think anyone's surprised. I think they're wondering what took them so long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably coronavirus, ironically enough. Yeah. Uh, show's 24th season. Uh, this will start, and it will be available on HBO Max for people who don't have Comedy Central a mere 24 hours after the premiere on TV. HBO Max, by the way, licensed South Park last year, as we have reported on this very podcast, for a deal estimated at more than $500 million for streaming rights. The series has been renewed for three more seasons by Comedy Central, so this won't be even close to being the end. There's more South Park to come. Nope, but that does put it uh, at the (laughs) 27th season. So, Siri thinks I asked for... Khalid Essentials, <laughs> not Comedy Central. That's fascinating. Anyway. Anyways, uh, this puts yeah. South Park uh, up to season 27, which yeah. catches up to Simpsons? No. No? No. Simpsons okay. will start their 32nd season, I believe, next year. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, they're still a ways away, but the fact that they're still renewed means they yeah. still have a shot at the record. It's still no, they're still not going to beat them because Simpsons has been renewed through thirty four. I want to say so, right. and that's probably going to get renewed again. So we'll see. Right, but no one is like coming close in second though to them. Yeah. It's like <laughs> here's the Simpsons, keep raising the bar, and then right. here's South Park, keep trying to catch up to them. Yeah. And then there's everyone else leagues below them in seasons. Well, F- Family Guy is a couple of years behind um, South Park mm. right there. So we'll see. Yeah. Anyways, let's move off that story and on to another story. Yay, new South Park coming your way. Yeah. So if that's something you want, you got more. Here's another thing that people don't necessarily want, but you get more of Paramount Plus. So we've been talking about this. We've been waiting for it. It's finally announced. It's real. It, we knew this was going to happen. It's finally happening. CBS All Access is officially metamorphosizing into Paramount Plus next year. One of the more alluring points of the new service, ooh, alluring, is the fact that it's getting more content when it relaunches. Expanding to 30,000 plus TV episodes and movies from the company's library. That company, of course, Viacom CBS, and they will be adding five new original series to the relaunched Paramount Plus. First up, The Offer, a scripted limited event series based on Oscar-winning producer Al Ruddy's extraordinary, this is their words, not mine, never revealed experiences of making The Godfather. So it's an offer he can't refuse. Yes, exactly. Next up, Lioness based on a real-life CIA program and follows a young Marine recruited to befriend the daughter of a terrorist. A terrorist, I can speak today, bring the organization down from within. Oh, to bring the organization down from within. MTV's Behind the Music, The Top 40, which, yes, is exactly what you think it is. It unlocks the MTV vault from the past 40 years for a unique and intimate look at the 40 biggest artists of all time through their voices and their eyes. It's coming back. So kind of. I mean, it's interesting that they're calling this MTV's Behind the Music. Behind the Music was a VH1 right. show. I say us ancient people that remember this have to stand up for the brand. It from MTV from VH1 to MTV. <laughs> it's the same thing anyways. I know that the big just comes from the same hopper, but still. Yes. Matters, man. Matters. MTV is the bigger name. <laughs> And then The Real Criminal Minds, which, of course, is a true crime docuseries based on Criminal Minds, the hit CBS television series. Then lastly, The Game Returns, which is, of course, a revival of the beloved BET sitcom The Game, which, if you remember, was about the families of football players. Right, and not the rapper, The Game. Yes, yes it has nothing to do with The Game, The Rapper. I do wonder, was on BET. Still don't know. Yeah, I still don't know to this day. I actually eventually need to look this up as I need to know if the game ever guessed it on the game. I don't think that happened. Those worlds would never collide. (laughs) We'll never know. Anyway, so yeah. um, Paramount Plus, those stuff. That new stuff coming to Paramount Plus. Potentially cool, but besides that, they're not selling me on anything yet. Nope. Nothing new yet. Now, if they have every, every season of SpongeBob on this thing, maybe we're talking. They will be having, I didn't have this here because I thought it was ancillary, the Spongebob spinoff Camp Coral, uh, as well as the uh, Spongebob movies on it. Not the same thing. If I can't watch 
the season three episode training video whenever I want to, then it's not worth it. Because that's the one thing I'm missing from my life. I just want to be able to turn on this thing and watch the season three episode of SpongeBob training video whenever I want. That's what I want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really that's, want. That's, that's what I want. All right, let's move on. All right. Have you been watching anything this week? New? Uh, yes. The return of Alex Trebek <gasps> and Jeopardy season 37. Yes. I have these recorded. I have not jumped in yet. Uh, but yes, Alex Trebek is back with a new set and no audience. Yeah. As they are still filming this in the life of the pandemic. But new set means that the contestants are socially distanced, six feet apart, making yes. for a wider set. Uh, there is a raised stature now uh, on which they sit. And Alex Trebek does not walk over and talk with them. He no. stays over and yells across the stadium. Well, he doesn't need to yell. He has a microphone, but yes. Yes. Uh, but it's because there is no uh, audience. They can socially distance the uh, judges. And basically they took up like five, six rows for the judges to all uh, be sat in. Yeah. Also, this is the first time uh, that the new Clue crew member and producer, I believe, yes. his yes. title? Yes. Consultant. Consulting producer. Yes, consulting producer. Ken Jennings, and he had his first clue package already yes. on the second episode. Yep. Uh, also, this podcast is relevant. Oh. How relevant, you say? The final Jeopardy question for last night's episode had to deal with music and which Motown producer recently retired. Wow, look at us. Look at us being relevant as Barry Gordy was the answer and got yeah. that right. See, if you listen to the Media Ball podcast, you might have gotten Final Jeopardy on uh, Jeopardy right. So yep. there we go. Same. Also, one of the clues mentioned um, Eli Manning and Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was hilariously on topic, to which we immediately took screenshots and bashed our local Giants fan. Of course, as you need to do. As you need to do whenever something like that happens. <laughs> we but, didn't even, speaking of which, we didn't even talk about our Twitter revelation that we had uh, over this weekend or this, this week, which was that a uh, tenant director himself, Christopher Nolan, was in Irvine. Literally, oh, we haven't gotten to, to away. movies yet, though. Yeah, we, oh, that's right, because we haven't gotten to movies. <laughs> but yeah, okay, well, let that be a preview. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyways um, other than that I've been going back and watching uh, 30 Rock well that's not fun Peacock that's no. not no but because I've been streaming it and watching it binge watching it I think I'm like in the middle of season 2 right now and I started on Monday mm -hmm. um, I have come across and can no longer stop staring at the scar on Tina face chin. When you notice yeah. it, yeah, it's hard to not notice it again. Um, yeah. Well, especially because yeah. you're watching episode after episode after episode after episode after episode. At a certain point, yeah, it's just it's just her. It's yeah. just her but I am really surprised that literally episode two, nothing changed from it. It got 
the ball rolling and everything yeah. was running. If I mean, if anything, I got goofier uh, after that. But yeah, like they definitely found a tempo really early on. Um, I watched something, or at least I tried to watch something new. All right, what'd you try to watch? Friend of the show, Christy, and I watched the first twenty minutes of Netflix, the new Netflix rom com. Love guaranteed and bailed on it because it was so bad. So this is a TV show? Oh, I guess that's a movie, huh? Whatever. It's fine. It's Netflix. It We're matter. going there anyways. We didn't really watch it anyways. It's bad. Don't watch it. So you it. got 20 minutes into it and just yeah. said no. Yeah, then we were like, hard no. We were just like, we don't care about this. So the, you know what we watched instead? What? The Lost World Jurassic Park. <laughs> Because she yeah, hasn't seen Jurassic Park. She had just seen, I just showed her the first one, so we rolled right into the sequel. Not as good. Still directed by Spielberg, which was also yeah. a clue on Jeopardy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still Spielberg, it's still, uh, it's still Jeff Goldblum, but like, it's not just missing, missing the charm of the first one. Not as fun. Speaking of missing the charm and... Uh, Jurassic Park the first uh, poster for Jurassic Park Dominion yes. or Jurassic World Dominion uh, was yeah. released yeah I'm, like I've said before I'm very curious about the movie after seeing how uh, Fallen Kingdom ended I really want to know what they do yep alright uh, let's go into cancellations and renewals alright what am I no longer watching unfortunately right up top here one of my favorites has been canceled. Netflix's Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts, given the can after the upcoming third season completes. So as you mentioned pre-pod, that's due up in October. So we're just a month away yep. from the, I guess now, finale of the series. But yeah, that's yeah. October 10th, I think, canceled. Well, this at least that's the finale. But yeah, this is a rough one for me because I thought season two was excellent. I thought it was ramping up to a really good place. Right, but like most people, aka me, didn't watch it. So no need to uh, bring it back. It was setting up like what's going to be a really interesting like season three. And so yeah, it's kind of sad to me that this is it. Uh, But yeah, I'm just hoping now that they're able to wrap things up and they don't leave anything hanging because of lack of ability. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to more. Uh, next up, HBO Max is bringing back Doom Patrol for a third season. Uh, this was on the DC Universe. Yep. But it uh, is now going to be on HBO Max full time. Yes. Uh, HBO is also bringing back long standing last week tonight for another three seasons. That will give it a total of 10 by the end of the run. So, yeah, it uh, keeps chugging along. Still quality stuff, even from quarantine. Yep. Uh, have you been watching the episodes from Quarantine? I've seen clips. I have not watched the... The YouTube ones. clips? Yeah. Yep. Okay, every Same. once in a while, I'll be in the room when Malia plays them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not watching them under my own volition, no. All right. Um, next up, TV Land. I forgot that Younger was still a show. And, well, it will be for now, but it will be ending after its seventh season. So seventh season run for Younger which was the uh, original sitcom uh, that was a, um, a Hillary Duff vehicle. Well, because after seven seasons, you'd think they'd get older. Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, our thoughts go out to Hillary Duff and Sutton Foster as they now need another job after this. <laughs> well, Hillary Duff has the um, Hillary Duff remake. I mean, Lizzie McGuire remake. Hillary Duff remake. <laughs> She's remaking herself. She's trying to. She's You're really crazy. trying to. Anyway. Uh, ABC's canceled United We Fall after just one season. We saw that coming. Yep. Uh, Showtime is bringing back Jesus and Mero for a third season. I've heard good things, but nobody has Showtime. And then in deaths, we just have one rough one this week. Diana Rigg, or Dame Diana Rigg. Uh, age 82, actress, of course, known for the Avengers, not those Avengers, the British ones from yes, the Yes, the British TV show Avengers. And more recently, um, Game of Thrones. She kept acting. Yep. Um, and then also won a Tony back in 94. Yay, Tony Award winner. So yeah, um, Diana Rigg, a very, very recognizable actress. You'll, you would know her immediately as you saw her. Um, a staple of TV and film over the years. So yeah, we'll be missed. Always brought a regal uh, to all of her characters. All right. Let's move on to the last thing of the all night. Right, last section here, movies. Movies. And we always start movies with the box office. But we don't because we're pulling it down again because after a brief period of $20 million uh, uh, tenant uh, ticket sales last week, the dream is over. We're back to way down to the tubes, down to $3 million for Tenet. So we're just not even going to talk about the rest. So because Tenet dropped from $20 million to $3 million, some stuff happened, which brings us to our first news story. Yes. So if you're wondering what that means for Tenet, well, here's the deal. The muted opening weekend of Tenet did not give Warner <coughs> Brothers enough optimism to keep its next major blockbuster, Wonder Woman 1984, in October. Who literally said this was going to happen last week? I did. No, you did. <laughs> yes. Instead, it has been moved to a Christmas Day release. Eric Handler, who is not handling things well, if you ask me, Managing Director of Media and Entertainment Equity Research for MKM Partners, said, until New York City and Los Angeles open, it's going to be challenging to put up big box office numbers. End quote. With Wonder Woman pushed to winter, the next Hollywood blockbuster won't hit theaters until Black Widow arrives in November. And now that might not even happen. Yeah, Black Widow. May or may not make it the streaming treatment. We don't know yet. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, movie theater chains like AMC, Regal, and Cinemark have altered their operations to increase sanitation, install state-of-the-art air filtration systems, and retain employees for guest interactions. But still, the month of September and October will be filled with lower-budget horror films instead of these big releases because these policies are enough to persuade couch sitters to become moviegoers. So simply put, Jeff Bach says, who is a senior analyst at Exhibitor Relations, says the final the fall lineup is a fumble. I'm not sure how theaters can even operate close to normal with these lackluster titles coming down the line. So why stay open if you're AMC theaters if there's not movies that people want to see? So with Tenant opening, they were already operating at a loss because yeah. anytime a big temple comes out those first box office receipts go back to the studio and they take half the income. Yeah. Movie theaters stay in operation from movies being replayed week after week after week. The longer yeah. movies in theaters, the more the theater retains the profits. 
key. If no one's going to the theater, they can't get any profits from it. Or if their profits, if the movie only makes $3 million, that's less money that they get to retain. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a lose Are theaters I even going to stay open? No, they shouldn't. I think we they have should. reported that theaters like AMC and Regal have runway through next year, about one year time from now. I think they take advantage of that. I think they gather up resources, focus on uh, reopening later because there's nothing. It's just no man's land, especially if Disney pulls the trigger and pulls Black Widow, which I'm thinking they might. Uh, I'm thinking that due to the very terrible response that Mulan has gotten. That was their basically test putting it out. Yeah. I don't know what they do now. I don't know anymore. I assume they hold it only because November is election. And depending on how that goes, they may... Do stuff from there. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, we're going to be potentially living in a completely upside down world after November. Jeez, this year. This year, man. Yeah, yeah it's not November yet. We're only in September. <laughs> but how, clo- how close is that? It's literally just the... Okay, it is September 16th today. We have half a month. And then it's October. And then when that month's over, it's November already. It's just... right. This year, just gone. And you're still not going back to an office, right? I don't think so. I don't know. Probably you don't not. Know. Like it. You don't know? I don't know. So we don't th- know. So this is just adding more fuel to the fire that you don't <laughs> want to go to a theater. <laughs> yeah. You probably shouldn't be going to a theater. No. If I'm not Theaters going to are not going to have a yeah. lot of money, to no. income for any of this. It doesn't, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> it's just... Unbelievable. All the stuff. Console launches where there's no games. Movie releases that don't happen in movie theaters. <laughs> what is happening? The Oscars are still happening. Somehow. <laughs> what's, what are they going to vote on? Trolls. World Tour. Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. What wins? What I wins? guess now Tenet. Everything, I guess. This is how uh, Christopher Nolan wins his Oscar. From, t- from Tenet being the only film. Process of elimination is how he gets it. All right. Last story in music. Or, God. Last last news story here. Here's a weird one that you didn't think. Because we've thrown out the rule book for 2020. Because nothing makes sense in 2020 anymore. So, so if I had a bingo card, this wouldn't be on it. This would have been... I recently went to Vegas... And I saw this going off at a one in a million shot of happening. So yeah, out of nowhere, it's my... Hey, somebody call it 1985, because guess what? Don Bluth wants to make movies again. He's launched a new studio that he says wants to usher in, quote, the renaissance of hand-drawn animation. Yeah, throw quotes around hand-drawn animation. They tried that and it didn't work. The announcement was published on the studio's Facebook page. They say, we believe the public is craving another renaissance of hand-drawn, hand drawn, also hard-drawn It's also animation. hard to draw. <laughs> One of the first projects they have is Bluth Fables, which is based on, quote, a lot of quotes in the story, multiple short stories similar to nursery rhymes and Aesop Fables, 
written by Bluth himself. He's still in it. This and other ideas are fleshed out in a number of live streams hosted by the studio, which have since been uploaded to YouTube. The studio has appointed animator Lavelle Lee as vice president. He was a project leader at Bluth's previous venture, Don Bluth's Films. That's in which capacity, he helped spearhead a, spearhead a crowdfunding campaign for a feature adaptation of Dragon's Lair, which um, I don't think is actually, oh, happening? No, it is. Keep reading. Well, the campaign resulted in a pitch presentation in 2017. Last March, it was revealed that Netflix had picked up the rights to the game, but is developing a live action feature instead. Kind of defeats the whole renaissance of hand-drawn animation thing, but okay. Yes. Um, why? Hey, Don Bluth making the comeback. Why? 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 Because he's not dead yet? So, don't get me wrong. I like hand-drawn animation. I do wish they made those movies again. But, and this is a big but, like... I'll show you a big but. You're Mix-a-Lot. Yes. That's what big this but is. You're Mix-a-Lot. He'll yeah. show you a big but. I don't like Don Bluth's movies. <laughs> Any of them. Really? Do you not want a sequel to The Troll in Central Park? No. Or The Pebble of the Penguin. Or Anastasia 2. <laughs> or Land Before Time 25. <laughs> we don't need this. I don't want a movie based on Dragon's Lair. The whole thing about Dragon's Lair is it's a video game and you play it. And that's why it's cool that it's hand-drawn animation. That was the whole point. If you're watching Dragon's Lair, then you then, would, then you're probably six Dragon's you Lair. Know what Dragon's Lair is. And kids don't. Yes, kids don't even know what Dragon's Lair is. That's why you don't call it Dragon's Lair. You call it the quest for Dragon's Lair. <laughs> yes, worked so well when Warner Brothers used Quest for Camelot. That's two weeks in a row we've talked about. <laughs> Camelot. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is. I, somebody is very happy about this news. They are probably maybe five or six years older than me and probably have a soft spot for the 80s Don Bluth era. Me, I'm not that person. I was born in 90. I was blessed with the ability to grow up during the Disney Renaissance and I didn't have to care about Don Bluth. Yes. I think we had a VHS copy of uh, uh, the, tr the Troll in Central Park or. Right. And I think that anyone who like is reading this now and has kids and is excited to show them to their kids by the time the movies do come out they'll be five years older and probably not caring about animated films at that point yeah it's tough like i again i i want the art of the hand-drawn film to come back i love the idea of that but i just don't know if this is the team i want behind it like unless they turn out to do great work maybe these you know this Bluth fables things will be great i for sure hope they don't call it Bluth fables because that's stupid well, but yeah, like, that's stupid that's a stupid good. name i i want to see uh the paper man where it's like 2.5 d hand drawn <laughs> animation where's that film that we were promised yeah that could be okay but yeah also i think the thing that they're missing here is that there's a reason why Disney doesn't do this anymore because it's super expensive. Mm -hmm. So if they take a big swing on a film that they somehow manage to finance through a bunch of like, you know, hungry venture capitalists who pour money into this yep. thing and it ends up whiffing in a pandemic stricken back. Oh, that's office, like death day out in the coffin that was already made. Then it's done. Then we never see it again. Then it's even worse than we it, are. It's relegated to TV to where they will stay in purgatory forever. So yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. This is a weird, weird, weird time to be doing this, and it's a weird thing to be doing. All right, now. I don't know. Can you name the last hand-drawn animated film? It well, hmm. Well, I know there's been international ones. That's the thing is, if you talk about United States releases, that's easier. But if you're talking about worldwide releases, I mean, okay, let's just Japan do U.S. Out, to make it easier. I mean, Japan puts out anime movies literally. Every no, I'm not month. talking Miyazaki films. Come on. I'm just saying that we have to keep the world in mind. Um, yes, yeah. I think Miyazaki even has another film coming out. But hand-drawn, major hand-drawn release in yes, the Yes, major hand-drawn releases. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the last Disney one was Princess and the Frog. False. Oh, right. Winnie the Pooh. Thank you. Winnie the Pooh. I always forget it happened. I know. I, I set this trap up for you and you fell right into it. it 2011. So, but yeah, but like, there's probably been others, but they just haven't mattered. Like, it just isn't um, a big it, it mattered last year, I think, when Teen Titans Go to the Movies happened. Oh, God. <laughs> it barely counts. Does Flash animation count? Yes, yes, it does. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I don't need to be like that's. I should be nicer. Like whatever you animate with, it's still animation. Like I get it, but like, yeah, it's just a weird. It's a weird line, and it's just weird timing for this. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do, but they're gonna lose a lot of mm-hmm. money. Don't follow to come back because he's still alive. <laughs> Don Bluth Animations. For I now. guess that's your slogan. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right. All right. Do you watch anything? Or are we done here? Because we kind of I went think, over our time. I think we're done. We got to go. Right. All right. There's, there's two hours right there. We're Put pretty much right, hand. though. We nailed. You said an hour for everything else. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We hit an hour for everything else. So if you want to watch or go back and listen to our hour-long PS5 talk. Yes. <laughs> you knew it was going to happen. Go right ahead. Matt, where can they find all of this? All and right. more. Thank you for joining us to the Media Boat Podcast. We'll be back next week for another episode. If you want to see us... Uh, in video form, we're on YouTube. Go to youtube.com, search Media Boat Podcast, and find our page. Like, subscribe, the usual beans. We're there every week after Wednesday nights. You can also catch us in podcast audio form via podcast services such as Apple Podcasts. Just turn in Media Boat Podcast in your little search bar and you'll find us. You can also find us on social media platforms such as Twitter. Our handle is at Media Boat Facebook, we may or may not have a page there. Search our name, find it. You can also find our writing on mediaboatpodcast.com. You can also find us playing video games every once in a while, either on YouTube or Twitch. You've been playing PGA 2K21 over there on Twitch. Yep, Twitch at Media Boat Podcast. Um, no, Twitch at Media Boat. Um, I've been uploading them to YouTube following uh, broadcast streams, which, fun fact, Shane, friend of the podcast, Shane, watch me stream some PGA golf. Awesome. Cool. So, yeah, we're all those places and more, and especially back next week with all sorts of new news and thoughts, impressions on uh, Mario 3D All-Stars. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mario 3D comes out on Friday. Yes. May or may not have two thoughts on it. You will need to have one thought on it because you have that thing pre-ordered. Have that next week. So tune in next week. We'll be back. Goodbye. All right, be back next week. Okay, bye.